Okay, it's episode 18 of the Auto Week podcast. This is Rory, the publisher of Auto Week, and today, one of two people who's actually in the podcast studio. I'm here with executive producer Wesley Wren, um, and everybody else is out doing their Christmas shopping, uh, getting drunk with their families, whatever you do uh, this time of year. So before I get to the subject of today's podcast, I did want to thank everybody who um, has kind of followed along on our podcasting journey this year uh, as we've gone from uh, kind of the podcast prototype to uh, this is episode 18, I think, as I already said. Um, I think we're starting to get to the point where it sounds like we've we've got a format that we'll keep. Um, but we did start out early this year uh, with a kind of a different format uh, predicated on, on a lot of pre-recorded interviews, um, as you may remember. And we did we recorded actually some really good interviews. Um, so rather than let those go to waste, the ones we haven't played, I think this is probably the best. It's a uh, Willie T ribs, the great American sports car racer, a very interesting guy who I would love to have back on at some point, uh, before too long. Uh, he's got a lot to say and a great perspective on motorsports that is probably more relevant today than it has ever been. Um, there's, I think, a film in the works about his life and, and his career. Um, so I wanted to get you, get you that interview uh, before the end of the year. Um, and it just so happens that nobody's here today. So what an opportunity. Um, so here's the recording we did of, of the interview with Willie T. Ribs. Uh, again, we'll probably have him on next year in 2018. Enjoy it. And happy holidays from all of us at Auto Week to all of you out there. You ready to go? Uh, 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 green flag, baby. All right. Uh, so let's start out the first one. Um, tell us uh, your name and, and who you are and, um, you know, just kind of introduce us to yourself. This is Willie T. Ribs, um, former race driver uh, in Trans Am. Uh, in uh, IndyCar and IMSA, um, did Indy in 1991. That was my rookie year. Uh, race in Formula Ford in Europe uh, in uh, in the late 70s. Uh, raced Trans Am in the mid 80s, IMSA in the mid 80s. And um, finished off with IndyCar in the uh, mid-90s. Good. Uh, so question, the first real question, uh, when did you realize that you could make a career in racing? Like, was there a moment? Yeah, I, when I was in England, uh, in the, racing in the Dunlop Formula 4 Championship, my second, the second race I competed in, I won. And it was in Snetterton. It was a wet, dry race. And um, I, I I had the feeling then that um, I could continue on. And uh, it, it made sense for me to, to, uh, to try to have a career in the sport. And um, then when I... Uh, I suppose I got into Trans Am 
and I, I won, I started winning races in Trans Am, uh, then I knew then for sure that um, I could be a professional at the sport and, um, and, and win, uh, uh, win in the next level that I wanted to uh, compete in. Uh, so what was the, the kind of impetus for you getting into to racing? Like what, what inspired you to, to, to try? Well, my dad raced as a hobby. You know, I grew up, uh, in San Jose, California. My family had a successful plumbing company. My dad raced as a hobby and in SECA sports car, uh, 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 races, so uh, you know, and I was traveling uh, to the races with him when I was a kid. So I pretty much knew then that uh, I wanted to um, be a race driver, and 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 to take it a step further, I wanted to be a professional race driver. So it was, um, it was pretty much by the by the time I was nine years old, I knew what my career path was going to be. Uh, what do you miss about racing? The competitiveness. Uh, I like the pure, um, the purity of, of racing another person. Um, you know, a lot of people ask about, well, did you have a need for speed? That, that, you know, that was like, you know, a football player saying, but I needed to have contact and 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 uh, and get tackled and be tackled, and I, I needed to feel that thump. No, um, I don't. You know, that's that's not the reason uh, you play or you race. You play uh, and race because you like to win. You enjoy winning, and you enjoy what goes into. Um, winning um and that's just part of it uh okay and then uh if you were to start racing today um you know first first do you think you could you could start you know today uh in the current current world and then um would you well the game is dramatically changed from when i started racing and when when uh, a lot of the drivers uh, from my era started racing back in those days, you could get started a little bit easier. And with and when I say easier, uh, you know, you there was you, you could make a name for yourself as a driver, and um, and other teams uh, that. Um, that were were professional teams had a, you had a chance to become uh, one of their drivers. You know, you 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 pretty much it was it was cheaper to become a professional then than it is now. Nowadays, it costs so much to be become an amateur, and uh, and and you know before you can become a pro, you got to be an amateur. So um, you you. you it, I think it's more difficult. That that's probably one of the reasons I didn't um, steer my son into uh, auto racing because the chances of success 
today um, or tougher than it was uh, back in my day. Okay. Um, let's see. Next one. What do you regret about your career, about your life, or, or what do you have regrets about about that? No, I have no. I have no regrets about uh, my career and anything that's happened in it. I uh, I would have liked to have. Um, I definitely would have liked to have had a. Uh, much more a uh, bigger um, uh, and uh, more well, I would say more corporate support than I got, uh, especially at the IndyCar level. Um, uh, prior to the IndyCar level, I had race for Roush and Gurney, and it was um, uh, resources that I could win, and I did win. Uh, when I got to the IndyCar level, uh, I didn't have the, the same support uh, strength, and um, and that's all based on corporate support. I didn't; it wasn't there. Do you think that was that was kind of a, a symptom of of IndyCar's problems at the time, or wh- what do you chalk that up to? Uh, I chalk it up to um, to uh, an IndyCar at the time was very strong. That was the nineties, and it was the strongest it's ever been, and it hasn't been as strong since. Uh, it's just up to corporate America, and and their lack of support. I mean, they didn't. It wasn't there, and uh, uh, that that is it in a nutshell. Do you think, like, so there? You know, there were. Um Uh, do you, I mean, do you think it's just a, a kind of a hesitancy to, to get behind racing? I know. That, I mean, there were definitely, you know, you can think of a handful of guys who were the name kind of guys. I mean, is it is it a recognition thing or? Well, uh, you know, um, it, I, you know, there, there's several components. Uh, for one, you've got teams that had uh, military budgets. Uh-huh. And um, you know, I was a pioneer in the sport, and the I did not uh, feel the same support from corporate America that, that some of the other drivers got. That's a fact, and that's a re- reality that exists today. Yeah, I and it's it seems like a, kind of an old old boys network type of deal you know I, I don't know it, it's part of it is and part of and, it and it's to the detriment to the sport um other sports have moved on NFL NBA Major League Baseball they even golf and tennis um they're a sport that all Americans can turn on the TV and identify with uh, not not an auto racing. Yeah, I, I that is a fact, and it's to auto racing's detriment. They're sinking like the Titanic. Look at the TV ratings. Yeah, yeah, I think the representation is definitely a, a huge problem. And I, you know, I don't know personally. Like you know, you look at a lot of the like NASCAR kind of talks a pretty good game about it, but at the end of the day, it's like you look at the the 
lineups, and it's like, uh, you know, it's, okay, this is Bill Elliott's son, this is, you know, it's all the same. Yeah, and, 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 and NASCAR is being sued right now for half a billion dollars for, uh, in a discrimination suit. So, um, you know, it, it, it looks bad. It just looks bad for the whole for over for the whole sport overall. Mm-hmm. And when did you ever think there would be a black president of the United States before there would be a black Indy Five Hundred winner or a black uh, NASCAR winner uh, at their uh, highest level? Right. As a matter of fact. Uh, there'll be two more black presidents before you ever see a black NASCAR champion. Yeah. I believe that. Um, all right, let's uh, get back into the, the scripted. Um, where do you like to drive today, you know, personally? you hit the track still, or or is there a place you like to drive, you know, on the street? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, uh, you know, I don't go uh, out on racetracks anymore. Um, and my personal vehicle is a a truck, a diesel, uh, uh, big pickup truck, and uh, and a Lincoln Town Car. I've never had a perform high performance vehicle in my life. Really. Never. Okay. Not a Corvette, not a Camaro, not a Ferrari. I just, uh, I was, my work was to drive fast in, in the best cars that uh, a person can drive. What I did not get any pleasure out of having a high-performance street car because it could not duplicate what an Indy car could do or what a Trans Am car could do, so. That's, um, that's really interesting. I've never heard anybody say that before. Yeah, it could not. It couldn't, and and I couldn't utilize it um, the way I wanted to on on uh, on the highways. So I had no interest in uh, high performance cars. Wow, very interesting. Uh, what do you What do you want to be remembered for? I. I, I haven't thought that far. Um, um, I want to be remembered my, by my kids as a good daddy, uh, number one. But as far professionally, uh, career-wise, I, I haven't um, given that any thought. That's good. Yeah, you're you're uh, one of the younger guys we've we've talked to, so that doesn't really surprise me, I guess. Uh, and then what what in your career and your life in racing, what's the most valuable thing that taught you or what's the most valuable thing you learned? I, probably my, the most valuable thing I've learned in the sport of auto racing is perseverance. Perseverance. Uh, it was um, the, the trail I came up as a race driver, was different than any trail that uh, a race driver would uh, would have to go down, other than say 
a man like Wendell Scott, for example. But um, it's it's um, and unless you walk in my shoes, you don't you can't um, you can't uh, understand. Uh, it's it's a it's a totally different um, trail than any driver has to walk down. So, so what would you tell somebody who is trying to do what you did right now? You've got to be absolutely committed to succeed. Um, the, and the chances of failure are greater than success. But you got to take um, the position that you're going to succeed at all costs. Uh, now, the thing we always finish with with these is, um, so is, is there a, a funny story that you tell, uh, you know, maybe socially or whatever from your career that you can share with us? I don't really have any funny stories I, um, that I, I can, uh, uh, yeah, I can. I, um, when I went to England, um, the, the team that I went to, uh, to the team owner I went to go visit owned a farm. When I called him on the phone, I told him that I was from the United States and I wanted to uh, come by and see his operation um, uh, because I was interested in racing for his team. So I drove out to his farm. And in this farm, and in a barn, he had one separate barn with race cars. But when I got to uh, his place, I knocked on the door, and he answered the door and I said, well, um, I'd uh, uh, like to, um, I was a person who called you and I'd like to talk to you about driving one of your cars. He says, he says, oh, he says, well, I thought you came here to work on my farm. <laughs> you know, he says, oh, we've, I've never had a colored driver. Uh, I've never known that one in my life. And when I first saw you come, drive up and get out of your vehicle uh, as walking towards my door. I thought you were here to get a job on the farm. Wow. I, I thought that was funny as hell. <laughs> All right. So that was uh, our interview with Bleachy Ribs uh, conducted earlier this year. Um, again, someone we'll have on kind of in the uh, the way that we had Trevor Strunk on when we talked about video games a little bit later this year. Um, we've got a really good plan. We just did our uh, Auto Week 2017 podcast post-mortem, and uh, we've got some things we like. We've got some things we didn't like. Uh, so we'll be making some improvements, and we're, uh, we're going to be – we have a great schedule of, of guests and, and interviews coming up. So uh, thank you again for your support of the Auto Week podcast, of Auto Week generally. Uh, and we will see you again in uh, 2018. Happy holidays.